Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in-depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season. Right here on 88.1 WESN. Coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by Carl Hospital. Carl Hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up. Try and stay safe and be healthy. Good evening and welcome to the Titan Coaches Show. I'm your host, Derek Bowman. Tonight, just two guests tonight as we're wrapping up our final show of the season. It's going to be Coach Jim Ott from Men's Golf as they get ready to go for their third straight NCAA Division III national title. And then we'll talk with Katie Gonzalez, the SID for Illinois Wesleyan. And we'll just kind of reminisce a little bit about this past year and some of the great things that happened. We'll be back to talk with Coach Ott on the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 W. ESN. This Titan Coaches interview brought to you by Holiday Inn Express West, proud sponsor of Titan Athletic. Talking on the Titan Coaches show, I'm Derek Bowman talking with Coach Jim Ott of Ben's Golf. Coach, first of all, congratulations on winning the CCIW Championship at Brown Deer Golf Course uh, this, this last week. Thanks, Derek. It was a lot of fun out there. The guys played great, everything except for the weather. We had some cold winds rain but um i think our guys are so mentally tough and strong we we pushed through and and ended up winning relatively easy which is nice not non-stressful well it doesn't seem like the weather bothered uh jimmy morton very much as he won pretty much going away putting up the lowest score on the final day and winning by a few strokes over his teammate as you had the top three in the cciw uh over the weekend when you played up there in milwaukee yeah, Jimmy Jimmy has been hot um, ever since spring break. He he's come back, and I don't know how many times he won. He won down in, in Springfield, and he's pretty much been top ten or top five every single tournament we've been in. And his average since then has been below par. He's had many rounds in the sixties as well too, and he's been our leader all year. Um, he's just playing outstanding golf and, and peaking at the right time and. Even Carl um, Christensen and Will Nummy finished in second and third. That's the first time they ever played in a conference tournament, and they're both seniors too. So to be able to develop and have the composure and and not get lost in the nerves or the anxiety of the situation says a lot for them and their personalities and and who they are as well too. So we're we're so excited and, and to finish those top three. And Ethan and Bobby, Ethan Wilkins and Bobby Bobine both played very well too. I think they were both top 15 so take four scores four out of the five to count and and we got it done all three rounds so very proud of the guys yeah when your top five are all in the top uh 13 bobby was 13th ethan was 11th and you've got the top three you pretty much win going away you beat carthage by 27 strokes and then it was another 21 to north park so up there and so our listeners know uh, Illinois Wesleyan golf is a powerhouse, and, you know, we say that, and people think, okay, yeah, they've had a few good years. We're talking 21 years that you've been coached, 20 conference championships that you've coached in, and you've won 17 of those, including 10 in a row. That is, that's a feat that's, I mean, that's better than Wooden-esque if you go basketball side of things, just, just running through the CCIW, and then uh, you got coming up here 
you're headed to Florida here next week for the NCAA championships there and a chance to be, I believe, what, third time in a row national champion? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll go down to Mission Inn in Orlando. We fly down there on Friday, and then we'll practice Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then the tournament starts Tuesday. And um, first two rounds, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday are the first two rounds, and then there'll be a cut to the top 18 teams, and then the, the final two rounds are the Thursday and Friday after that. But but we feel good. Um, we've been saying since early September we'll be a lot better team in May than we were in September, and I think we are right now. We're, we're peaking at the right time. Everyone's come together. We just have an incredible culture, which you wouldn't think it matters in golf, but our guys are so tight they live together eat together practice they're together all, all the time it ends up becoming the best friends for the rest of your life and when you get on the course and you're a team even though you don't see each other it, it makes a huge difference it's one of those things that i've talked about with a lot of a lot of golf coaches who've won a lot of tournaments and a lot of big tournaments and they all say the same thing it's it's the culture and the connection of your players that is the intangible that that makes a huge difference well, one of the previous times that we talked on the Titan Coaches Show, we talked about that culture, how one of your golfers, when you had uh, two teams in a tournament, he was the, he was the sixth guy, so he was number one on the, on the second team, but he was playing right ahead of your number five guy on the first team, and he was giving you information to pass along that he thought would help that teammate do better, and that's the guy who's he's fighting for the spot. I mean, that, that's just a great culture you have when things like that happen. Yeah, that's a perfect example of what it is. It's competitive against each other, but it's very supportive com- competitiveness that, that they want to, all the guys want to see each other succeed. Um, they're not in a case where secretly, well, I hope that Joe plays bad so I get a spot in, in the lineup. Because when we succeed as a, a team, everyone um, succeeds. And it's going to make us that much better for the next tournament and the next year and down the road, too, when – Coach Bridges, the former AD, gave me this job. He said, um, it, "He said, always get off the the best coach gets off the bus with the best players." And we've been fortunate for so many years in the 17 conference championships to to always get off the bus with the best players and and get them out there and let let the horses run. So, well, you're going to let the horses run, as you mentioned at Mission Inn Resort in Florida. Beautiful weather for you. We were joking just before we. Uh, started talking uh, for the show that the weather's finally turning nice here in Illinois and you're going to go to Florida and have about the same type of weather. What are what are some of the keys, besides just letting them play, what are some of the keys for uh, the young men as they head down to Florida? Um, so tip, there's probably about 10 teams that have a chance um, to win. A lot of it is to keep their mind off golf, to let them enjoy the weekend and everything else around it and not just – Go to the hotel, play golf, practice, go back, but try and get their mind off it and get them to do um, di- different things outside to anything to not think about golf for a while. They're going to feel enough pressure and stress at, at, at the moment, which they've felt all year. We've played all the top teams and beat everyone except maybe Methodist. But that's probably the key. And then it's always the team that puts best always wins. So, um, I think we're ranked number eight right now, and we won last year. Last year, we may have been ranked number seven or number eight as well going into the national tournament. So we like the spot where we're in. We're like where we're 
peaking. We like where we are as a team and, and how we, we've come together throughout the year. And all we've played so many big tournaments that, that, that we're ready for it and, and excited to see what happens. We'll tee it up, hit our shots, count the strokes, and, and see what happens at the end. I think sometimes you get caught up in a goal of our goals winning, our goals winning the national championship, that if you put too much pressure on yourself, that as much as you want to say it's another round of golf, it, it really is. We just want to go out there and play. We'll add them up at the end, win, lose, or draw, and, and we'll be happy and have a great time and they'll have a lifetime of memories. Well, building those lifetime memories, you talked about doing things other than golf to, to take their minds off it. What are some of the things you have lined up for them on their trip? Yeah, so we, we have found, well, interestingly, one is a very unique short game practice facility, which isn't necessarily taking the, their mind off of golf, but it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very like special place, um, on how you practice. It's almost like a little par three course, but it is great practice as well, too. And then we're still working out the rest of the agenda. Um, we have to figure out when our practice rounds are, when our tournament rounds are. We'll go out to eat a lot. We may zip down and do some of the Orlando stuff along the way as well, too. So they're probably a little old for Disney World, but there's a lot of other um, things to do in the Orlando area. We've talked about um, trying to catch maybe a sporting event that's either in Orlando or Tampa um, an hour or so away. Um, as well. So we're still working on that agenda, see who's in town, but anything outside of being on the championship golf course. Well, Coach, um, you got some special players on your team. You mentioned the, the three seniors who uh, led the way in tournament. Tell us a little bit about the, the guys who are, are getting ready to play their last college tournament. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Moore, they're all just outstanding, great kids, strong, academically tight. I mean, they're all best friends. Jimmy and Will have been roommates since maybe freshman year. Jimmy Morton and Will Nummy have been roommates since um, freshman year. Carl's tied with them as well, too. Um, Jimmy's a two-time returning All-American. He was part of our national championship team back last year. Carl Will, first time cracking the lineup. Carl was hurt or full year cracking the lineup. Carl was hurt a lot of last year. Will was like our sixth man, which is a tough spot to be because sixth man, you just break their heart when they're the ones who aren't um, in the lineup at all. But I can't say enough about what they've meant for our team and our program and the culture and passing it on to the next guy and, and being leaders for the guys who are here um, already. And I should throw in Justin Seymour as a senior too. And even though he has, he, he didn't play a whole lot this last year. He's going to be a, a golf teaching pro and has been working to refine his craft for the last four years, and he's been an incredible help for the team, too. Even though he's not on the course, he does a lot off the course as well. But it's always a sad day when they walk off their last hole. Yeah, I get emotional right now. I get <laughs> I get choked up when they pay, play their last hole all the time just because it's how much they mean to me, how close you get to them, and I'm sure there's times that they don't like me at all um, during the year. But once they walk off that, that last hole, it's, it's an emotional time. and Just the love that and, and connection you'll have with these guys for the rest of your life is just it, – it's the reason I do it. It, it. It's so much fun and means so much to me. And, and seeing the guys come together at weddings and now having kids and, 
and just a lifetime of, of friendships and how much they mean to me and how hard they worked to, to make the program better and believed in what we are doing. It's it's something that I don't think there there's very few golf teams at any division in the country have the the connection and the culture that that we have holistically with with everyone that's come through our program. Well, coach, I know you're not in it for the the um, world rewards that people get, you know, whether it's the financial or things like that, although they're nice. Um, but you do have something very nice coming up, this being our last coaches show of the season. Uh, and we've talked about this the first time we had you on the show, but you have a special event coming up this summer also. Tell our listeners a little bit about the trip that you're going to be taking. Yeah, so I'm going to be the men's coach for the U.S. Palmer Cup team, and I'll be paired with uh, – it's a men's and women's event with the Ole Miss uh, women, Ole Miss women's coach, um, Corey Hankus. They won the Division One national championship on the women's side last year. We will be leading Team USA um, against a group of the best international college players. So we'll have the best United States college players on our team. And, and just talking and texting to these guys already, it's like, geez, I watched you, you put – watch them play in, in professional tournaments and everything. It's it's guys who are like the former Justin Thomases, um, Bryson DeChambeau of the world. It's it's the next great wave of college golfers who are going to join the PGA Tour next year. And we will be leading Team USA against the international team over in Switzerland last week of June, early July. It's called the Palmer Cup. It's it's uh, sponsored by the Arnold Palmer Foundation and, and Rolex. It's kind of like the the Ryder Cup, but it's just for the best college players um, in the world. So just in, normally it goes to a major Division One coach, and getting that opportunity um, as a Division Three coach is, I don't want to even say it's a dream come true because I've never dreamed of something like that, but I can't wait to to get over there and, and, and um, watch the competition, be involved with that player that caliber of player and, and help coach and hopefully hopefully bring the cup back to the united states well coach hopefully you you bring the cup back you also hopefully win a national title um but if it's going to be one of the two as much as i'd like to see us beat the world let's get wesley in that national title that's right first things first so absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all right coach well you have a great trip i'm sure we'll be watching you on the scoreboard uh your golfers on the scoreboard and that as they go and we wish you well and uh Go go get that third straight national title. We'll give it a, we'll give it a run. Thank you very much, Derek. Appreciate all you do. That is Coach Ott, men's golf coach at Illinois Wesleyan. You are listening to Titan Coaches Show on eighty eight point one WESN. That Titan Coaches interview brought to you by the Fashion Shop in Gibson City, home of big city selections and small town prices. The Fashion Shop in Gibson City, proud sponsor of Titan Athletic. Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us is the SID Katie Gonzalez and Katie, I know your schedule's very busy throughout the year. I appreciate you taking some time uh, to us here as uh, season start to wrap up. Yeah, happy to be back and you know closing out a, a great year. Well, uh, let's let's recap this year. Let's go back to the fall. A lot of things in the fall. A lot of sports take place. Your season starts rolling already in August as you start to cover things. Um, you and your team they cover a lot of sports throughout. Tell us some of the highlights for you through uh, the fall sports. Yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from. We had a, a strong fall. Um, I think hosting the Women's Golf Conference Championships was was a great experience. Um, 
you know, we have a young team that has really ha- put together an incredible season. And so them coming out of the gate to set the, the conference record in a single round score was pretty outstanding. Um, ultimately finished runner up. And then, you know, you look at women's volleyball and what they were able to do and, and kind of how they just strung a lot of things together at the end. And you had Faith Washko stepping in at Libero and, and, you know, putting up huge numbers um, defensively. And then Maddie Corey and Courtney McAuliffe and Jessica McCall. And, you know, the list goes on in, in what that team was able to accomplish. You look at men's and women's soccer turning in great years once again. Um, Kaylin Steffens being honored as one of the top players in the conference. Um, football had you know, an up-and-down season, but definitely has some great outcomes and, and experiences in terms of what performances we were able to see. Well, in the CCIW, I don't care what sport we talk about with CCIW. They're, they're all very competitive. Any conference championships are well-earned because there are six, seven, eight other teams that are, are really good in that sport also. You mentioned volleyball as conference champions, uh, winning that conference tournament, making the uh, the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. That was a lot of fun for myself to cover. Um, you mentioned Faith Washko and uh, her stepping in as a libero. That really changed that team and how they played. Uh, coach Nelson Brown, just a, a dynamite coach with the women's volleyball team and all that they do. And uh, you mentioned some of the other uh, fall sports also. How about the winter sports? Uh, you know, it, it shifts gears. You get to stay inside, don't have to be out in the element. Now you get inside. Tell us a little bit the winter seasons. Yeah, I mean, the winter season was incredible. You know, we had a lot of success across a lot of different programs and and different um, kind of events that highlighted it, I would say. Um, You know, you look back and you think about the inaugural Sigma tournament, um, the Hall of Fame Classic, and what that was with, you know, the men beating a UW Oshkosh, who at that point was still the reigning champion, national champion from, you know, years ago because of COVID and, and all of that, um, you look at the Yeshiva game and them going out to New York and playing and what that meant on so many kind of different levels, um, different cultures coming together, bonding over basketball and all of that. Um, you have women's basketball, a, a Sports Center top 10 play from Kate Palmer, um, a team that I think was really underrated um, from the start because of you know how much was lost there and and losing a key senior class from last year, but just seeing them grow and seeing the seniors in Brooke Lansford and Kaya Bowen and KDX stepping up and leading a young team, uh, not only to a conference championship, but then, you know, a win in the NCAA tournament and then all of that. Um, so you have basketball that were going at, at high clips, and then you look to swimming and diving, and it seemed like every other week they were breaking some sort of record or winning something here and there. Um, and they had a great end of the year with Ellen Gilbert ultimately getting an NCAA qualification and then uh, becoming an All-American with a sixth-place finish. So that's an incredible way for her to end her career and, and to see that, um, all the work she does. And our office is kind of situated down by the pool, so we get to see the swimmers quite a bit, um, and we know how hard they're kind of working in the pool and, and all the time that goes into that. And then you look at track and field, um, you know, we're fortunate to have the Shirk Center, so we get to see a lot of indoor track and field um, uh, events and meets and things like that and being able to see some of those great performances by a number of, of different individuals um, is pretty incredible. Well, with the winter sports, and uh, you've got to add on there hosting the uh, NCAA tournament for the men also two weekends, 
Um, what a lot of fun that was. Uh, I got to be a part of that. That was fun. Uh, probably, I think the best coaching job with the Titans this year has to go to Maya Smith with the women's basketball team. You mentioned, you know, they, they lost a whole bunch from their team. Some freshmen came in, seniors stepped up, but they really struggled those first uh, 14 games or so, somewhere right in there, and that game against Wash U at halftime, something clicked, and it was just a brand-new team, um, and they just played incredible the rest of the way, um, sharing the conference title and then winning the, the tournament conference and getting to play in the NCAA tournament. And you mentioned Kate Palmer's uh, Sports Center top ten shot. How about the shot to win also in the first round by Kate Palmer? Again, uh, she's got to have ice in her veins. That, that's got to be another highlight for you. Yeah, no question. I mean, I remember we were actually hosting, obviously, the men's tournament at the same time um, that the women were up at Whitewater for that game. And uh, Tommy Gilbert, Dennis Martell, and myself were up top watching the, the game on live stream. And Martell says, all right, this is going to happen. Da, da, da. Brooke Lansford's going to get it. She's going to hit it. Kate Palmer for three. We're winning. And we we're like, yeah, 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 okay. You know, you know, we kind of blow them off. Um and sure enough, the the play just kind of happens. Brooke Lansford gets it out in transition, finds KP, and, and you know, the rest is history. She hits it, and, and they go on to the second round. Um, yeah, a phenomenal coaching job by, by Maya Smith and her staff, Brian Ayersman in his first year, um, and what they've been able to do was absolutely incredible. And I did not realize Coach Martell uh, called that ahead of time. I was I was across the shirt center from you at the same time, um, and and hearing that, hearing you guys cheer just as it was coming up my mind because I I had backed it up a little bit because I had I had to finish up my post game show, but uh, that that was excitement there throughout the Shirk Center when when that happened and excitement didn't end with the winter sports moving into spring a lot of this excitement's been happening here even with all the rain that we've gotten tell us a little bit about uh, the spring from your point of view yeah and the one that the pseudo winter spring sport and men's volleyball obviously kind of overlaps with both um, before I go truly into the spring sports, I suppose, had a, a phenomenal second season under, under coach Mueller um, program record in wins program records in basically every statistical category, um, a few player of the week potentials and, and things that they were able to do um, the growth there, you know, there's not many, especially non NCAA tournament teams that can say they took, a set off the Division Three national champions in Carthage. And just in our second year, we were able to do that. And so to see the growth of Michael Eastman and K.J. Johnson and, and that freshman class that came in, you know, makes me really excited for year three for that group and what they're going to be able to do. Um, but then you look at spring sports, you know, outdoor track and field heads into the CCIW championships this weekend. Um, they've got several uh, athletes in the top three in the conference in times and, and marks and distances. Um, but then you also have men's lacrosse just wrapped up a 6-0 season in conference for the fourth straight year, winning the conference championship. They're going to host Transylvania in a semifinal tournament game on Friday night. Um, nine players get all CCIW. That was announced earlier this morning. Um, you know, that's just a great group that I don't know if you follow them too much on Twitter, Derek, but their, their hashtag is bring the ruckus. And they are a joy to watch. I mean, they're just, they have so much fun out there that it is absolute ruckus, but it's enjoyable. Um, and it, it's fun to watch. And, you know, you never, we have so many different options of goal scores and things like that, that it makes it a really unique experience. 
Um, women's lacrosse going actually tonight to play Chicago, top seeded and 20th ranked Chicago in the semifinals of the tournament. Um, a, a solid end of the year. You know, you talked about women's basketball struggling early on in the season, and I think due to injuries and different things that kind of panned out, women's lacrosse had a, a shaky start to the year, but they've really put it together late. Um, three kids get all-conference. Landry Elliott gets first team as a senior. Uh, Cassandra Jones and Kelly Carlson get second team. And, and you know Kelly, obviously, women's basketball player, dual sport athlete. Um, and so I think that they've got some pieces that are really cooking. And Brittany Maldonado and Sarah Gleason, I think that they have a really bright future in terms of going into tonight and then, you know, what's to come next season. Well, before I ask you what a uh, couple of your favorite moments are, highlights, um, I'm sure Kate Palmer with the Sports Center Top Ten would be one of those. But before we get there, how many games, matches, events do you and your team average a week covering um, at home and then still having to write stories for games that were on the road to get those press releases going? That's a lot of math that you're asking me to do here on the spot, Derek. <laughs> I was a math major in undergrad, but <laughs> that's a lot. Um, that is quite a bit. Let's see. So I would say we're probably we're in the 500-plus events a year, right? Like with everything that we host and when you throw in you know, we are fortunate to have great facilities for a number of our sports, and so hosting tournaments means that we're not only covering our games, and you know this because you call out of games that the Titans aren't necessarily playing in, but um, you're covering those games as well. And so I would say we're probably, on average, I I would say maybe 12 to 15 things a week um, when all is said and done. Um, you know, you throw golf tournaments in there and, and tennis matches and softball doubleheaders and all of that. You know, it can be quite a bit, but we have some great coaches and some great student athletes that really make it enjoyable. And and tell us a little bit about who's on your team. Give give them a little bit of uh, props here. Yeah, well, that was going to be, you know, you said you were going to ask me some of my favorite moments, I suppose, and we've got a great group. Um, it starts with Nicole Remedios and Brian Kent, our graduate assistants, and then we have an outstanding student staff um, that's just continued to get better and better. Uh, Carson Schaefer, Eddie Cisneros, they do a lot of our video work. Um, they do a lot of shooting highlights and things like that at games. And then you've got Kelly Carlson, Emma Thorman, uh, Garrett Swingler, Davis Nagai. Who am I missing here? Ari Towns. I think that would be everybody. Yeah. So that just do an outstanding job with Cover, helping us cover events, learning different staff programs, helping with social media, um, writing stories. It's its really a great group and a, a great team effort that allows us to do the things that we do. And and you mentioned some things that people may not realize that sports information directors in your offices do. Uh, you know, they, they usually think of, well, stats, some press releases, but you also do social media, um, get some video, get pictures, other things along those lines. And I will tell you, by far, I, I think you and your group have to be, if not the best in D3, uh, in the top five, I would say, in all NCAAs. I don't care what division, and you've heard me say that before, and I, I truly do believe that. As we as we do wrap up here, I did I did tell you I'm going to ask for your favorite moments. Um, what what are one or two highlights that really stood out for you this year? Um, for the Titans, and whether it was an event you were covering or maybe it was on the road and you were watching 
uh, be able to write your story. What what are two or three things that really stick out for you? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I can name a, a dozen, right? Like there's never enough, I don't think. Um, I think one that I wasn't at in person, but it was, you know, my wife is in residency for general surgery, and so our holidays are always kind of whenever we can get days off. Um, and for her, it's usually around New Year's, so we do Christmas with her family over New Year's. And so her brothers and family came in from Colorado and Indianapolis, and we were here in Bloomington. And it was December 30th, the day that, you know, men's basketball was playing at Yeshiva. And so my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, too, they come to a lot of Illinois Wesleyan events throughout the year. And so my mother-in-law was like, it's Christmas, yes, because that was the day we were celebrating but they said, we are watching the Illinois Wesleyan Yeshiva game. And I was like, that's great, because I have to write the recap for it and, you know, tweet it and all of that. And so we were all huddled around. We had the the Jewish um, TV station that was broadcasting it on, and we were all huddled around the TV and, and watching it and cheering. And, and I think that anytime you can bring everybody into our world, I think that that's a pretty cool thing. And so – you know, my little brother follows our teams and things like that, and he, you know, was able to watch and, and be able to experience that and see Matt break the record and, you know, texting Eric Stock, hey, he's getting pretty close, you know, those type of things. Um, that's a pretty incredible experience. And and that that is fun. And there's another thing I forgot to mention that you guys do. When people are getting close to breaking single-game records or career records, you are updating us so we can share that on air with our audience and, and have that up to the minute. And we we truly appreciate that also. For me, we already mentioned my favorite one. That was Kate Palmer hitting the three to win the game in the first round of NCAA. Not mm-hmm. being able to be there, but, you know, doing the men's coverage and then right there being able to watch it. That had to be one of my favorites. Do you have, do you have any more you want to throw out there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, hosting the NCAA tournament for basketball was obviously up there. I think that, um, you know, we had – Kelly Carlson in here a couple of weeks ago, and obviously she, she's been a student worker um, in our office since she started school here. So we're in year three of, of Kelly working with us, and she came in for an all-in for Wesleyan photo shoot, and I had happened to, got the, to get the email maybe 15 minutes before she was coming in that said she was going to be named CCIW Player of the Week. And so I had the camera up. We were taking photos, and she was like, so how should I pose? And I said, well, Kelly, why don't you pose like you were just getting, like you were just named CCIW Defensive Player of the Week. And she was like, what? You know, and, and the emotion and the excitement and all of the work that she puts into to being as good as she can be for her teammates and everything else and, and to kind of see that come to fruition with that. Um, it's always exciting to see our student athletes get rewarded for all their hard work. Um, Matt Laird is being named Academic All-America of the Year. Um, as someone who serves on that committee for COSIDA, I have it near and dear to my heart. And knowing that that was a, a big goal of his um, was being an academic All-American. And now to be able to say not only was he a two-time academic All-American, but he was also the academic All-America of the year, that's pretty incredible. Well, and then one one more of mine that I thought of while you were talking, um, and this is kudos to Eric Stock and Joel Swanson. During the NCAA tournament, a uh, newspaper writer from somewhere up in the Northeast was watching games that were being played in Illinois Wesleyan, and he tweeted out that by far uh, the broadcast of Eric and Joel uh, has to be one of the best, and this goes to Curtis Kelch also, has to be one of the best uh, D3 um, 
video watching that they've been able to do, streaming that they've been able to do, and gave great props to uh, Eric and Joel for that, and again Curtis and his crew so for what they do. So so that was a highlight for me, you know, being part of the radio station there that those who are, are doing are getting credit for that, uh, not just locally but nationwide, them recognizing how the job Wesleyan is with their broadcasts. Yeah, the amount of compliments and, and emails and phone calls that I received during our hosting of NCAA basketball uh, Sweet 16, first weekend, second weekend, um, was just off the charts. And that's completely a credit to the work that you and Eric and Joel put in you know, as well as Pup, I know he helps out from time to time with basketball, but also Curtis and Atlas and his incredible student staff, um, that they just do a great job and they take so much pride in, in making sure that it's top notch, um, and it shows. Well, Katie, I appreciate you joining us. I know you still have a couple weeks to do yet for this season with golf going down to Florida, uh, softball tournament starting another week until baseball. Their postseason starts with the conference tournament. That, but we do appreciate you talking with us here um, as we wrap up the coaches' show for the season. Uh, but we'll look forward to working with you again in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. And and don't forget, you know, women's golf was able to sneak in two individuals. The team I think just missed the cut, but Lexi Onsrud and Emma Thorman are heading to Houston for the women's golf championships next week. So. Plenty of excitement around Titan Athletics as we kind of close out the the month of May, um, hopefully with some postseason runs ahead of us. And real quick shout-out for you. Um, Can you give us Twitter handles to follow so that they can follow uh, the the sports that are still going on uh, with Illinois Wesleyan? Yeah, so uh, softball is at IWSoftball on Twitter, at IW underscore softball on Instagram. Baseball is going to be at Baseball Iwu on Twitter. Um, that's where they're most active. And then you have at Illinois Wesleyan XCTF uh, for track and field on Instagram and Twitter. And then Women's Golf is on Instagram at, I, at IWW Golf with the men's team on both Twitter and Instagram at IWM Golf. And one more final highlight for me. You were able to do that without me prepping you for that. That That is awesome that you know all that right off the top of your head. Thank you, Katie, for all that you do. We appreciate it. Thank you, Derek, and thank you for a great year. That is Katie Gonzalez, SID for Illinois Wesleyan. We'll be back to wrap things up. You're listening to Titan Coaching Show on 88.1 WSN. This interview with an Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach was brought to you by Nap Kitchens. Nap Kitchens, proud sponsor of Titan Athletic. That will wrap things up for this first season of the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WSN. Do want to thank all the coaches throughout all the seasons that talked with us as we got this going back in January. We will be back in the fall, though, as football and volleyball and this fall sports get started. Do want to thank Coach Ott and Katie Gonzalez for joining us for this episode. Again, thank you for all the listeners. Make sure you continue to download us as we come back in the fall. If you set up that subscription, it will download automatically. I've been your host. I'm Derek Bowman. Thank you for listening to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN.